name of the earth. Greeting, earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. All right, what's going on, everybody? I'm Jack Maloney, back with uh, Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Praxis and Basketball Network, our WNBA podcast. I'm here again with our guy, Zachary Bennett. That was DJ Las Latino once again on the intro music. He always does a great job with that. So uh, it's Friday morning. Uh, we're going to talk a little WNBA action, obviously. Uh, we're going to start with with last night's game, uh, which was was pretty crazy. Uh, that's why we're that's why we're here. I wanted to hear you talk about it because I missed it. Yes. So the Connecticut Sun uh, were were hosting the Phoenix Mercury. Um, really, a must-win game for the Sun um, in terms of their fading playoff hopes. Uh, both teams had double-digit leads in the first half. Pretty wild game. Um, went all the way down to the final seconds. Uh, Dewana Bonner hit a clutch three late to give the the Mercury the lead. Uh, then then Jasmine Thomas came right back down, hit a bucket to give the Sun the lead back, and then uh, Leilani Mitchell uh, hit a three at the buzzer to win it for the Mercury, uh, 81-80. And she had she had four threes off the bench. Uh, Dewana Bonner had 26 for the Mercury, and uh, the Sun are pretty much done with the loss. They're, they're four games back of the final playoff spot in the East with six to go, so technically not eliminated, but, I mean, it's over. Yeah, I think with the discrepancy between the top three teams or four teams in the East compared to the compared to the West, it's a lot harder to advance games in the East, whereas you have Tulsa... Los Angeles in the uh, in the West were both severely under 500 and can make up ground pretty easy. But right. that's uh, it. Sounds like a backbreaker. What uh, I think that moves the Mercury two games behind the links. Two games. Two games. And to be honest, I don't know if they had previously clinched or if this win clinched it. But the the Mercury have now clinched a playoff spot. Um, with their second win in a row. So they are in, um, and yes, two games behind the uh, the Lynx. Yeah, they play the Lynx twice, once at home and once on the road before season's end, so that'll be... Um, yeah, that'll, yeah that'll, be, that'll be crazy. So what was... Wow, Dewana Bonner scored 26 and hit the go-ahead three, you're saying? That's what happened? Yeah, she hit, she hit a go-ahead three with about 30 seconds to go. Um and it was it was deep, I, it was like at least like five or six feet behind the line. Um, I don't know if if you if anyone's seen the highlights, they'll they'll know. But that was one of the are deepest the, threes I've seen this year. I know we tw- the, we we tweeted a, a vine of it on the friendly bounce account. If anyone is is looking for it, that that's at at symbol friendly <laughs> bounce. Uh, that's right. There's no, the, there's, there's no the there, so people got to know. Plus, then we got to keep to that uh, corporate sellout theme that I had going, or maybe I'll talk <laughs> into it. You, you don't, you don't have to. The, uh, uh, yeah, at friendly bounce on Twitter, we, 
We are now followed by the official Twitter account of the International Slow Pitch Softball Association. Oh, snap. Is that, uh, is that men's and women's? Because I'm a rec league champion, co-ed league champion, <laughs> one, one time softball. Yeah, I, I, should, I should know. If they're listening, yeah, shout out, shout out, out to the International Soft, Slow Pitch Softball Association. Good you looks on know, the follow. <laughs> you never know who might be listening, Jack. Oh, that <laughs> reminds me, the, the Juana Bonner you're saying the D3. Who, I was at the game, I should know this, when last week or two weeks ago almost now, um, when Washington, who from Washington hit that D3 with like eight or nine seconds on the shot clock? Oh, the back yeah. Break? Yeah, Kara Lawson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I was mean, that was crazy. Yeah, that, yeah that, I mean, just being where I was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, is what the what the saying is. But I mean, that was a deep three, and I enjoyed. Now my uh, my following, if they're listening, probably would not have appreciated me uh, <laughs> going off going off on that deep three. So uh, so who's fourth in the East? No. Yeah. So. Sure? Washington, who we just we were just talking about, yeah. So like we're Connecticut. I mean, they weren't going to make the playoffs pretty much anyway, but this loss seals it. Um, because technically, technically they're not eliminated, but Washington's fifteen and eleven. Like they're a good team. They're not gonna. They would have to lose like at least four or five of their last few games, and so that's just not happening. And what about the? What does the situation look like with the, the top two seats out east? Yeah. Um, well, Indiana lost. Indiana lost on a heartbreaker Wednesday, Wednesday night to the Sparks, and so they're one and a half back. But uh, the Fever, the Fever just beat um, the Fever just beat the Liberty on Sunday at home. So, I mean, they're right there. That's that's going to be a, a tough playoffs out in the east. Who, who beat the Liberty earlier? I'm sorry, I missed it. The the Fever, Indiana the Fever. fever. They are in second place in the East, one and a half back. Uh, oh. After they they lost on Wednesday night. The uh, the Fever could get some help from the Liberty later on today in New York when they play the Lynx. <laughs> Good uh, segue. That's a nice segue right there. You see what I did? <laughs> uh, that's good. Po- that's good podcasting. I'm, uh, I like to think I'm a savvy veteran, but who knows? <laughs> um, what, uh, yeah, I, we got the segue there, and then we completely lost it. Today, later, I know locally in Minnesota, people can watch on Fox Sports Plus. Um, nobody's going to really have that, so I guess we'll corporately plug the WNBA live access. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's 15 bucks. I mean, I think it'll probably be cheaper now that the playoffs is coming but uh, I think on our last uh, on our last WNBA podcast the first inaugural from the balance uh, WNBA podcast That's we right. discussed we discussed briefly or I asked you questions about the Liberty's uh, defense and what made them so damn good and I believe you compared them you know we, we don't like comparisons but sometimes they are necessary for the context on this program, um, you compared them to the Grizzlies, the Liberty yes. of the Grizzlies, because of their pace. And, uh, I actually got to 
I talked to Coach Cheryl Reeves of the Lynx today about that because I noticed that the Liberty give up the fewest amount of points in the paint each game to their opponents. Yep. And it's it's by a wide margin. It's like oh, they give up like 22, and then everybody else is giving up 35 or something like that. <laughs> I be, I believe, but it's a it's a wide margin. She uh, mentioned. I got it right here. The uh, you got it. Yeah. The the Liberty give up 23 points, and in the paint a game, and the the next closest second place is actually Minnesota, at 28. So, they got a good uh, a good margin. Yeah, and it's wow. Well, I should have probably known that, but I I did ask um, because I asked you last week, and you you, you can only give me so much. Cheryl Reeve knows what she's doing. Sorry, no <laughs> Jack. Um, but she mentioned Tina Charles. I think that's a name you mentioned too. Yes. In defense. Yes. Um, and and then also that uh, the Liberty are willing to let you shoot the three ball. Uh, it would be. I wish I would um, have their their opponent three-point percentage in front of me. I do not, but it sounded like they concede that shot a lot from what Reeve told me. And, okay. Uh, I, I asked her then about running after made baskets. The enthusiasm in her response made it seem like that is something the Lynx plan to try to do later on. They're going to try to run after made baskets uh, just as if it were a transition opportunity, which Reeve said uh, was a trend around the league that a lot of teams right. are starting to do, and I think that's in the NBA too. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it makes sense, especially when you have as great of a defensive team as, as New York. They don't give up anything in the paint. They only give up, um, I mean, they only their defensive rating is best in the league, 90.71 points per 100 possessions. So, like, you're not really scoring on them in the half court. Uh, I think they held San Antonio to like 50 something the other day um Damn. and so yeah obviously if you can get out and run on them it's going to be a lot easier to score in transition uh when the defense isn't set and the confusion you know cross matchups and it's it's definitely going to be a lot easier to score i know i'm sort of elaborating but um this is sort of my beat Simone Augustus will not play. I, I, I highly doubt she plays. She uh, broke something in her foot, and she was on crutches yesterday, or two days ago, I'm sorry, and, and yesterday she was not on crutches, but she was in a boot, which apparently a lot of players wear if they're feeling sort of sore just because the boot helps you know, regenerate good health. Is what? Is wearing like a, like a walking boot? Yeah, a walking boot. Keeps things stable. I mean, if yeah. it's the least bit, if it's the least bit sore, I can understand that. Maybe you, with your knowledge of sports medicine. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just helps in in healing and in rest and taking some of the stress off the foot. So she was in a walking boot. Um, Reeve said that she's out indefinitely, but indefinitely means she doesn't have any idea. Right. She would like she would like to have her back before the postseason, but. She plays things pretty close to the chest because there's only so many uh, people there. It's like me and Ken Youngblood from Star Tribune. Shouts to him. He's listening. And then it's a couple of Wolf employees. So she, it's not like the NBA where there's a lot of coverage, which yeah. is a problem for the WNBA. So there's not like you don't have the guy from the Associated Press just asking all the, the questions that need to be asked. 
and and when they are asked, because they are asked, they aren't answered as with descriptive answers. So it's, <laughs> that's sort of a weird niche for the WNBA. I guess you don't need to reveal all your cards. That's yeah. showman, I guess. Um. Yeah. So that obviously first place in the East, the Liberty. First place in the West, the Lynx. So that, I mean that. That should be a good one. It's unfortunate that it's not on TV. Um, I think the Los, An- Los Angeles, Tulsa, and San Antonio, Seattle are both going to be on NBA TV, uh, but you you got to get the live access if you don't live in, in Minneapolis or or NYC, which is unfortunate. Yeah, even, if, even if you do live in Minneapolis, you don't have Fox. Nobody has Fox Sports Plus. <laughs> it's like the so, third one yeah. you got to get. You got to get like yeah, the fourth tier to buy that. <laughs> I mean, I have Direct TV, and we don't even get Fox Sports North, so I don't. I don't even watch the Twins. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But it is the first of two meetings between these teams before the season ends. So it is. I I, I think the Lynx are a half game or maybe a full game back of New York for the the best seed in the or the best record in the WNBA. I know they're behind in the loss column, which matters. They, yeah, they're, they're one in the head. The the Liberty are eighteen and eight and the Lynx are nineteen and nine. So So there's definitely with with the Lynx being two games ahead of Phoenix and with within fighting distance with the Liberty two matchups against each team the rest of the way, and then a couple games against Seattle. They have six games left yeah. after, five after today. So it'll be it'll be a crunch to the finish, especially because the Lakes haven't really assembled all the pieces. Started yeah. operating like a machine, like they're supposed to, like they are expected to. Um, right. What other games? What other games this weekend? Uh, yeah, so tonight there's five games. No, tomorrow night you mean? Or tonight? Tonight. It's tonight, Zach. I'm trying to pay attention, man. Um, yeah, so not 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 a great uh, a great set of games, but the Mercury do play the Mystics. That should be fun. Uh, Dream Dream versus the Fever, which is uh, I mean the Dream are done, but Shoni Mitchell is Shoni Schimmel. I mean, sorry. Shoni Schimmel is a ton of fun. Um, she went off yeah. the other night. Uh, Stars versus... Yeah, she gets buckets. She's always a threat to hit a teammate, too, I feel like. <laughs> um, then we got the Stars Storm is the nightcap on NBA TV, but they're both... They're combined 14 and 41, so... I don't really, don't really think well, you're going to be... Checking that one out, and then we got we got Tulsa versus versus Los Angeles, which um, is going to be on NBA TV. Candace Parker in action. Uh, the Shock. We haven't really talked about it. They, I mean, Skylar Diggins tore her ACL. They were on fire. She tore her ACL. Since then, they've been pretty bad. Uh, they're still going to make the playoffs because of their hot start, and the rest of the West is terrible. Uh, but the Shock are, are are 13 and 14. The Sparks are right on their tail. Um, so this. Games back. 
They are um, two and a half, I believe. Okay. The Sparks are, uh, yeah, two and a half games back of Tulsa for the third, third spot in the West. Uh, Tulsa is still pretty fun backcourt. Uh, Raquana Williams. She can shoot. Has uh has filled in for Diggins, and uh, Odyssey Sims are pretty fun. But obviously the the show there is is Candace Parker, who I think we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about her because she's been ridiculous. Um, she has had nine assists her last two games, uh, which has raised her her season average assists per game to almost seven, and her career average. Career assist per game is is three point six, and so since she's come back this season, you know she missed the first half, which we talked about talked about the other day uh, to rest from her time in Russia. But since she's come back, it's it's been unbelievable. Um, just really the ultimate point forward. She's averaging eighteen points, ten rebounds, seven assists, two blocks, two steals, um, and really they just. They run the team through her in that they love to get her the ball either up top, uh, the top of the key, or on the wing. And she just, they run cuts, picks, like back picks off of that. And she just stands up there and she likes to zip these overhead passes. And so she's 6'4 or 6'5 or whatever. And so she can easily throw it over anybody. She just throws it over everybody's head. So she just kind of stands out there, waits for an open teammate, and just picks them out and just zips these passes in. And they just get easy buckets time after time. But it's it's incredible is that she's not she's not just a you know a post player who is a great passer but kind of stationary. Like she'll do it in in the fast break. She'll drive and kick. It's, it's really incredible how she's. She's turned her game into this facilitator while still also putting up like 18 a game. It's not like she's not scoring. I mean, I I don't know how much you've had a chance to watch her. They, She's not going to win the MVP because she didn't play the first half of the season. But, I mean, they, were, they weren't going to make the playoffs and now, like, would you be, you wouldn't be shocked if they won it. So I, I think she has to be in the conversation for MVP. I was gonna. I'm, I know the plan was to have this discussion. I'm a little disappointed we we didn't build it up more. We'll mark it so we're even on the segues now. I think <laughs> we've had a good one and maybe a bad one, but one that could be getting better. No, I, I have seen Candace Parker play. I saw her this year. Um, it, it, it really first occurred to me how tall she was and how athletic she was when. Uh, Maya Moore was taking free throws, and Sylvia Fowles, who is six six and models her game after Shaq, is standing <laughs> next next to Candace Parker, and they are like the same height. And it's, you know, this is the most considered one of the most dominant centers in the WNBA right now and previously. And Candace Parker is somebody who can handle the ball and throw passes from out on the perimeter. So yeah, it is it is really remarkable. She is a crazy good player to watch but you know, aside from what the NBA won't the WNBA I'm sorry won't do which is award Candace Parker the MVP because you can't sit out a half a season <laughs> and 
be. I mean, it's, it sets a bad precedent, but it is worth having the discussion. Um, right, because we can have the discussion that she's not going to win the award. Like, it just, no matter what, no. like, she's not winning it. But, I mean, is she the most valuable player is a different discussion than is she going Absolutely. to win the award. And, and it's, it's a sticky road, so we, I don't know if we need to go too in-depth with it. It's interesting to think about. Maybe we, one of us could write about it, but we probably won't. The MVP discussion, I think, regardless of if it's the WNBA or the NBA, yeah. ultimately comes down to you know, you, how do you define value. Right, right. Because, because Maya Moore hasn't played well recently, and we talked about that on the last podcast, but if she is playing well, as she did you know, during the stretch of games where she was scoring like 27 or 30 points in the second half and comeback wins and just going crazy. Yeah. Uh, like Steph Curry in the NBA, another comparison that we don't want to make, but Steph Curry won the MVP on the, the Warriors, the best team in the league, and you could argue that Without Curry, the Warriors are still a pretty damn good team. Right. Uh, and the Lynx are the same. You know, the Lynx have five Austins, five Olympic, Olympic gold medals. So it's, and Maya Moore in that sense is at a disadvantage compared to Candace Parker. But yeah, it is, it is, I don't know who else I would give it to, really, if um, I haven't admittedly seen a lot uh, of games around the league like you have with the Liberty. Uh, yeah, I know Brittany Griner missed the first six games with serving a suspension. So, and she hasn't. She's good and she's the anchor, but it's, I don't know. I, it's it's going. I, I have no idea. I think I think it's going to be Elena Deladon. Oh, we hadn't even mentioned her yet. Damn. Um, yeah, I, I think she. Her. I think she's going to win it. But, but yeah, I mean, so Parker. Parker's averages don't don't qualify because she hasn't played enough games, but she'd be she'd be fourth in scoring, first in rebounds, and first in assists. So like, <laughs> I mean, that's got to be that's extremely valuable. Like you don't have to you don't have to like qualify that. It's just that's valuable. At, and so I don't know, but like I mean, who it's like saying is LeBron or Durant more valuable? Like Elena or Candace Parker, like I mean, they're the two yeah, best. Totally. Like you could give it to either one, either one of of Maya, Elena, or Candace in any year, and really, you wouldn't be wrong. You know what I mean? You can no, you can make an a, argument. Not at all. Anyway, but yeah, it's that's definitely that that MVP discussion. It doesn't matter what sport. It's it's just how you define it, and we don't need to spend. You know, ten minutes just or, rambling about or, that. <laughs> or we could make it our entire next podcast. That be the MVP discussion. That's. I a, think that a, would be fair. Uh, maybe, maybe some some feedback from potential listeners out there will be appreciated. Yeah, I mean, we got. What do we got? A couple weeks left here. I think that's. Not long. Yeah, not long. Yeah, that's that's fair to start jumping into that discussion. Um, yeah, Lynx have six games left, so it can't be much, and it looks like they're getting that matchup with Los Angeles, so we should do playoff previews, too. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you got any, 
you got anything else for for today? Otherwise, we'll. Uh, I think we're, I think uh, we're running a little. I think we're on time. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So about like twenty-five minutes or so. Not bad at all. Yeah, tw- Nice. All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. Until next time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. WNBA Podcast. I'm Jack Maloney. That's Zach Bennett. Uh, episode two in the books. Here's our guy, DJ Los Latino, playing us out. Take us all. Have a good one, everybody. I'm now taking over your radio.